Okay, let's see here. It's the 21st of August. It's Sunday. I'm Charlie Garrett, and this is the CG Prophecy Report. Full gallop towards the end times. That and a lot of other things to go over on today's report. Okay, let's see here. Uh, I guess the first thing I should do, I, I dread this because I always tell people don't mention this ever and uh, I don't like this day, etc. but people seem to not, they have like paste in their ears and uh, a lot of people sent me uh, happy birthday wishes this past week and I want to thank all of them. I got these things in the mail and, you know, greetings by email and stuff and I do appreciate that. I'm not a big birthday person, but uh, uh, if you want to do birthday, we got a birthday boy right over here today. It's his birthday. So uh, just send Ron an email or send him, uh, you know, some bubble gum in the mail or something, and he'll be very happy. But uh, I do appreciate that. I want to thank everybody for that. Okay, uh, now we've got some news. Oh, one more thing. We've got Gary visiting. This is his second time from North Carolina. He's heading back. Are you heading back today? Yes. Okay, he's heading back today, but he's been down here for a couple days with me, and we've been bouncing around and acting like children here and there. He helped me at the mall to, uh, uh, no, you didn't help me at the mall. You helped me at 7-Eleven. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah he, I thought I had ADHD. Yeah, no. I come down here with you, then I feel slow. No ADHD in me, that's for sure. But yeah, yesterday after uh, we went down to the projects for mission work and afterward he was helping me fill in a pothole at 7-Eleven because uh, uh, just whatever, 7-Eleven, the corporate management will not fill in those potholes. And I'm telling you, we lost, no kidding, a Volkswagen bug just disappeared in that thing. So it was terrible. But yeah, corporate does not seem to want to get those things fixed. So we just did it ourselves. Okay, uh, from the Times of Israel. Inscription points to Sea of Galilee site as Peter's home. They've always said that this was his home, but now they have something new. An inscription found at an excavation site near the Sea of Galilee strengthens beliefs that the site was a church built over the home of St. Peter and his brother Andrew, two of the first disciples of Jesus. Researchers believe the building is the lost Byzantine period church of the apostles located in the biblical village of Bethsaida. Archaeologists said that the inscription in a mosaic floor uses a common term for Peter, strengthening their theory that they have correctly identified the location. It begins with the donor's name, Constantinos, the servant of the Messiah, and then uses a Byzantine phrase, the head and leader of the heavenly messengers. That refers to Peter, the first disciple of Jesus. The discovery clearly indicates that the church was dedicated to Peter. Byzantine Christian tradition routinely identified the house of Peter and Andrew as in Bethsaida. It is likely that the basilica commemorates their house. So there you go. Times of Israel. Footage shows IDF delayed strike on Islamic Jihad position due to young girl at sight. Anytime they blow anything up from Israel, they always videotape it. They have it on film, and these people are saying, well, Israel's just going in there and killing all the civilians, as they always do, and they proved once again several good videos, but this one is on a young girl, and so I decided to include this. The IDF published a video showing a young girl climbing a Palestinian Islamic Jihad observation post on the border with the Gaza Strip, 
causing a tank unit to delay its strike for several minutes. Okay, they've got all of this on film. The father and the daughter come along. He's got a bike and he's wheeling it along with them. And she climbs up on this observation post. And there's a guy up in the observation post, one of these uh, Palestinians that are, you know, about to be blown up. And this girl, so she gave him a couple more minutes of life is what happened. She climbs up and she's playing. And then they go way, way way down the road before they were willing to fire. They didn't want any shrapnel or anything hurting this this girl and her father. So they're very methodical about how they do these things. It showed her climbing the stairs of the terror group's post before an adult male escorted her away. The IDF said the 82nd Battalion of the 7th Armored Brigade was supposed to hit the site as a part of the opening strikes of Operation Breaking Dawn, which targeted the terror group's northern Gaza commander. Several posts on the border and squads preparing attacks. After receiving the order to fire at the enemy positions, the tank team noticed a young girl and another man who were within the vicinity of the target. The tank commander radioed in and reported the presence of uninvolved people in the area and halted fire. Now, you got to think about this. This was one of their first targets. They were all supposed to hit simultaneously, and that could have caused them a breach in their plan. And they were willing to take that in order to not harm this child. We waited until they left. And after a few minutes, the tank destroyed the target. Anyway, uh, it's pretty cool watching it blow up. You can see the guy up there and all of a sudden he's not there anymore. But uh, the video showed the site being destroyed, killing a PIJ operative who was manning it. The video was released as part of the military's bid to highlight its efforts to avoid harming civilians. Throughout the operation, the IDF sought to shore up the legitimacy of its campaign. During the three-day battle, the Army said it delayed a deadly strike on a senior PIJ commander, Khalid Mansour, several times after identifying children playing in the area. A video showed aerial surveillance of the home as Israeli officers are heard speaking. Circles marked the children playing around the house where Mansour was staying. According to the military, the strike was delayed two more times due to the presence of children, footage of which was included in the video. And of course, they have those children there on purpose. They want them to get blown up if this guy is going to get blown up as well. In another video, the IDF showed the delay of a strike on a PIJ target to avoid harming a nearby civilian. The guy's just walking along and there he is. And we're not going to blow him up until this guy gets out of the way. Military targets only, 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 and they stick to it. Times of Israel. Amid war, Israel sees threefold increase in immigration from Russia and the Ukraine. 12,175 immigrants arrived from the Ukraine and 18,891 from Russia over a five month period. Unfortunately, we're getting about 8,000 times that many every single day across our southern border, but this is a completely different issue. Okay, we got some news from Christianity here, and I'd like to say Hugh, and there's about, how many Hughes are there in the world? 15,000, 15 billion? There's a lot of people named Hugh, so I'm not giving away any information except my heart to this individual. Hugh gave the full amount for the windows and doors of the church in Kenya. So the floor, the basement part was put in. Somebody donated for that. The walls were put in. Somebody gave for that. The roof was needed. People gave for that. And then this one guy said, I'm going to take care of the doors and the windows. We're building a school in Kenya. Thank you to the people that are participating in this. It means a lot to those people. Okay, from American Faith. 
Biden admin launches federal investigation into Southern Baptist Convention. Well, there's good about this and there's bad. She's laughing because she was SBC for years. But um, uh, it's good that they are doing this because the SBC should be investigated for their unsavory practices. And yet at the same time, it's bad that the Democrat Party of the United States is targeting Christian conservatives. So it's good and bad at the same time. But we'll read the article. Yeah, I mean, do they do the same thing with the Catholics? No, very rarely, unless there is something egregious, okay? And that was my point, exactly. The SPC is the largest Protestant faith group in the United States and is among the most politically conservative, as 64% of the church's members are Republican. The SBC Executive Committee recently became aware that the DOJ had initiated an investigation into the SBC and that the investigation will include multiple SBC entities. Now, they're doing this purposefully so that they can embarrass the SBC and so that people will leave the SBC and it will no longer be a force against the Democrat Party of the United States of America. This is a political hack job. But at the same time, there are people in the SBC that should be in prison, and now they may go to prison. The church's executive leadership said in a statement, Individually and collectively, each SBC entity is resolved to fully and completely cooperate with the investigation. The news comes as the Biden admin authorized a raid on President Trump a Republican who was Biden's political opponent in the 2020 election. Uh, He was the winner of the election, I will say, but he did not get the presidency. And we'll just go on. This week, which has generated a significant amount of backlash over accusations of political targeting, the SBC said that they are already working on addressing past alleged instances of abuse as evidenced by a recent investigation that they had completed. We recognize our reform efforts are not finished. In fact, those efforts are continuing this very moment as the recently announced abuse reform implementation task force begins its work and as each entity has strengthened its efforts to protect against abuse. From the Christian Institute. Church of Scotland minister. This person is building a diving board so he can jump off in a great fashion into the abyss of hell. Bible must give way to modern ideas on same-sex marriage. The Bible must give way. An openly homosexual Church of Scotland minister has claimed scripture does not have the final word on sexual ethics. On BBC Radio 4's Sunday program, Reverend Scott, the unreverend Scott Rennie said that scriptural teaching against same-sex acts should be reinterpreted in the light of contemporary thinking. Rennie was being challenged by fellow minister Reverend Professor Andrew McGowan over the Kirk's recent decision to allow ministers to conduct same-sex weddings in the churches. Moral and mental minuscule from Breitbart. Vatican Questionnaire offers non-binary gender option. A new Vatican Questionnaire offers respondents a third option when declaring their sex, namely male, female, and other. The questionnaire titled The Church Listens aims to collect people's opinions about the church as if we're having a poll to decide church matters in the Catholic Church now, the results of which will be sent to the Synod of Bishops, which will meet in Rome in October 2023 to give the church new life. They're going by polls to decide their theology and what direction they should take. Pope Francis wants to know how we see the church 
and what we think the church should do to bring her closer to us so that we can move forward together, explains the survey. This is poll-driven theology at its best because there are no longer males and females. All we have is others now. What's that? Sounds like a politician. Politician. Yep, from the AP, Pope Francis meets transgender guests of Roman church. Okay, he's done this how many times? Why isn't he meeting the Bible? That's what I'd like to know. From Breitbart, the Atlantic compares Catholic rosary to assault weapons. If you're a Catholic and you pray the rosary, you are now as bad as a person with an assault weapon. Did you know that? Well, they retracted that a couple days ago because they got some real blowback from the Catholics. Okay, we got some news from the Mideast and Africa today. Times of Israel. New Iran satellite presents significant challenge to Israel, U.S., and allies. The Hayam satellite, built and launched by Russia on behalf of Iran, lofted into orbit from the Russia-controlled Baikonur. Is that right? Baikonur Cosmodrome. Is that how you'd pronounce that? I'm close. What? Cosmodrome, he says. He's a Russian native, so he's correcting my my faulty Russian. I thought I was fluent at it, too. Dang it. Anyway, from the Cosmodrome in Kazakhstan. Hours later, Iranian media reported that the first telemetry had been received. The Iranian Space Agency has said that the satellite will be used for agriculture and water resources planning. And the Russian embassy in Tehran said the spacecraft was devised for non-military purposes. But Western experts have no doubts that the satellite is intended for spying. As far as Iran is concerned, this is a real breakthrough. For the first time, an Iranian owns and operates a satellite with high imaging resolution, much better than what they had until now. The satellite's imaging capabilities will present a significant challenge to the little Mideast nation of anybody? Israel, which has itself used such technology for a long time. From now on, Iran will be able to collect much more accurate intelligence for military operations of their forces as well as for their organizations they support. That includes real-time operations by Iran or any of the militia groups it backs. Okay, town hall. The DOJ unseals charges showing Iranian assets stalked Trump admin officials on U.S. soil actively on U.S. soil targeting members of Trump's administration. And they're still working on this deal with Iran. They say they're in the final stages now. The DOJ really, and I believe that because we are coming up to an election and they want to have this done so that they have a little thing. They can say, this is the greatest deal in the world and we've saved the Middle East and blah, 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 right before the elections when this happened. The DOJ released new information about Iranian plots to assassinate senior Trump admin officials on U.S. soil, apparently as retribution for the 2020 strike that killed General Soleimani, describing a brazen plot for National Security Advisor Bolton and Secretary of State Pompeo to be assassinated in the United States. The Justice Department complaint paints a picture that's almost Cold War-esque per the Justice Department. The plot involving an Iranian identified as Sharam Poor Safi unfolded between October 2021 and April 2022. According to court documents on October 22nd, 2021, this is just a few months ago. I mean, it's a year, half a year ago now or a little more, but um, Poor Safi asked individual A, a U.S. resident 
whom poor Safi previously met online, to take photos of the former national security advisor, claiming the photos were for a book poor Safi was writing. Individual A told poor Safi that he, she could introduce poor Safi to another person who would take the pictures for five to $10,000. Individual A later introduced poor Safi to an associate. On November 9th, 2021, poor Safi contacted the CHS on an encrypted messaging app and then directed the CHS to send encrypted messages to hire someone to eliminate the former national security advisor. This amount would be later negotiated up to $300,000 Poor Safi added that he had an additional job for which he would pay $1 million. The additional job is believed to be the assassination of Trump's Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo. From NBC, suspect arrested in killings of Muslim men in New Mexico and interpersonal conflict may have played a role. This made all of the lefty news for about two weeks. There's somebody killing Muslims out there in New Mexico. Four of them have now been killed. As soon as they found out who the killer was, it died. So I'm resurrecting it so you can know. The suspect, Muhammad Saeed, 51, may have known the victims in the Albuquerque slangs, officials said. All of a sudden, it just dies away. Breitbart, Swedish party calls for deporting migrant criminals if, if they attack LGBT people. Yeah, imagine that. So if you attack a Swedish citizen that's a normal guy, they can stay. That doesn't matter. Times of Israel, confirming Israeli account, some Gazans acknowledge PIJ rockets landed inside the Strip. So even the people in the Strip are acknowledging this. From Vice, Salman Rushdie stabbing suspect had contact with Iran's Revolutionary Guard. Breitbart, Taliban uses beatings, gunfire to break up women's rights protest on takeover anniversary. Breitbart, Syrian national arrested crossing Rio Grande into Texas. But he didn't mean any harm to us. Okay, we got something interesting from Mongolia, from UN News. Nuclear-free Mongolia, a symbol of peace in a troubled world. In a visit to Mongolia, Secretary General Guterres underscored the UN's full solidarity for the country, which he described as a symbol of peace in a troubled world. Now, I'm going to tell you about the human heart before I finish this. The human heart says that if Mongolia had the technology and the money to develop nuclear weapons, they would have done it. It doesn't matter that they don't have them. It's because they're not capable at this time of having them. That's the way of the world. When people can, they will. He stated that in a world with dramatic geopolitical divides and where conflicts proliferate everywhere, Mongolia, as an area free of nuclear weapons, is an example for other countries to follow. There's only one way to be absolutely sure that a nuclear war is impossible. And that way is if there are no nuclear weapons. Okay, that's naive at best, because you can say we're getting rid of all of our nuclear weapons, except the people that don't claim the nuclear weapons that they have. Right. Mr. Guterres expressed gratitude to Mongolian peacekeepers serving at UN peace operations, often in the most challenging settings and with courage in the way they protect civilians where, unfortunately, there's sometimes no peace to keep. Okay, Daniel prophesied that technology would increase in the end times. We'll see what's up there from Zero Hedge. We have the technology. 
LA plans to, and I know people are going to flip when I say this. I saw it all over Twitter. I saw it all over other uh, media sources that when they saw this, they're like, that's the worst thing in the world. Listen, I was in this business for 25 years. I can tell you that this is not as bad as it sounds, okay? LA plans to recycle wastewater into taps. Instead of addressing California's crippling drought with a network of desalinization plants, which is their own fault, a plan which actually had the support of Governor Gavin Newsom until the state's HOA, a.k.a. the Coastal Commission, shot it down earlier this year, the city of L.A. and other agencies across Southern California are considering a plan to recycle wastewater into tap water. This has been done around the world for years. I want you to know that. This is nothing new, but because it's happening in LA, all of a sudden it's everybody says this is the worst thing in the world. You can't do that and you're gonna have, you know, cauliflower growing out of your nose and stuff. Anyway, <laughs> just don't call it toilet to tap, say proponents, or do because that's what it is who claim it's different from similar proposals in the late 1990s to use recycled water thanks to new technologies in water recycling. Now, I want to tell you something before I go on. Every person here has drank a glass of water in their life. Is that right? Has anybody here never drank water? I guarantee you that that water is recycled. There is very little available water in the world, okay? And it just goes through a cycle. So you've been drinking something that may be, I don't want to be crude, but you know what I'm saying, okay? Anyway, this is this is the world we live in. This is just speeding up the process. Have you got something, sir? How many gallons do you think is on that International Space Station? Oh yeah, there aren't many gallons on the International Space Station and that water just gets recycled and recycled and recycled. Okay, I will tell you this before I go on, is that when you have the bad water that comes in, it comes in and it goes into a process and it's broken down and then it goes into what's called a digester and a digester just digests all the sludge down into almost inert materials, okay? It does what your stomach does in tens of millions of gallons or billions of gallons depending on what size of a plant you have in a very short amount of time. This is what they do, okay? And they take what if you have a river and somebody does something upriver and it comes down, very quickly it purifies itself. So when you, it comes down to you, you don't even think about it anymore, okay? They're doing this on an industrial scale. It's a very natural process for the most part. So we'll go on because I know people are upset about this already. Uh, the city of LA and agencies across Southern California are looking into what's known as direct potable reuse, which means putting purified recycled water directly back into our drinking water systems. This differs from indirect potable reuse where water spends time in a substantial environmental barrier such as an underground aquifer or in a reservoir. There's been a public health legacy where sanitary engineering practices and regulators considered sewage a waste. It was something to be avoided, something to be feared. Now that we have the technology, we can make it better than it was. Better, stronger, faster. Does anybody remember the $6 million man? Okay, a couple of you got it. All right. Um, the public regulators, the scientific community has much greater confidence in our ability to safely reuse that water supply. The plan hinges on the State Water Resources Control Board, which legislators have tasked with developing a set of uniform regulations by December 31st. LA is wasting no time in readying projects that can launch once the regulations are passed. A direct potable reuse demonstration facility near the Headworks Reservoir, just north of Griffith Park, probably will be the state's first approved direct potable reuse project. It will take advantage of recycled water produced by a facility in Glendale. But 
The water will not be added to the drinking water system just yet. However, it will serve as proof of concept. This is going to be the future of LA's water, the future of the state's water supply. LA's plans are much bigger than that, however, as the city has set out to recycle 100% of its wastewater by 2035 per a pledge made by Mayor Eric Garcetti several years ago. In order to achieve this, LA's Hyperion Water Reclamation Plant, which currently only treats wastewater so it's clean enough to release into Santa Monica Bay, must be completely converted into an advanced water purification facility which produces water that's clean enough to consume. Now, I'm going to tell you something that happened. I used to work at Siesta Key Utilities Authority, okay? That was the wastewater plant on Siesta Key. And when I was in high school, I started there. I eventually ended up leading the place many years later when I came back from the military. But in high school, there was a guy that worked there. And he had his little shop out by what's called the outfall. That's where all the water comes in, and it goes through the plant, and then it falls out. Okay, that's the outfall. It's been processed, it's been uh, chlorinated, and then it's been dechlorinated, and it goes out into Sarasota Bay. And this guy, every single morning that he worked there for years and years, went out there, and he got his coffee mug, and or the, the thing, you know, you put into the machine, and he filled it up with the outfall water, went back in, and he made his coffee with it every single day. And that was only tertiary treated wastewater. It wasn't what they're talking about here. And he didn't get any cauliflower growing out of his ears or anything like that. It's fine, okay? Um, so I don't have a problem with that. If you do, send me an email and I'll tell you where you're wrong, okay? Actually, I won't because I haven't been in the business in years. But I still am certified in water and wastewater treatment, just in case. You never know where life is going to send you. Okay. It's a dangerous world, including the inevitable plagues the book of Revelation prophesies of. Let's see what's going on there. You've probably heard this. If you haven't, you can laugh along with me. Gateway Pundit. Quadruple-vaxxed Pfizer CEO Albert Borla catches COVID one year, almost to the day after claiming his vaccine was 100% effective in preventing COVID. Atlanta Constitution. Early data shows monkeypox disproportionately affecting black men. Now I want you to think about how stupid this article is as I go through it. Okay, monkeypox is now racist. Monkeypox in Georgia is infecting an overwhelming number of black people compared to other races. A disproportionate effect not anticipated just a few weeks ago. Data from DPH available for 74% of the cases shows this racial breakdown. 82% black people, 14% white, and under 1% Asian, multiracial, and other accounted for a total of about 3%. The total includes 6% Hispanic people. Nathan Townsend, manager of prevention services for NAESM, an organization that works to address health issues of gay black men, so that's the problem beginning right there, but we'll go on, has been working to get individuals vaccinated against monkeypox. For him, it was no surprise that most of the state's monkeypox patients are black. We see that kind of disparity across all health outcomes when it comes to African Americans. Listen to this. Health equity is just not there. Okay, so he's saying it's unfair. Now, but listen to the next thing he says. It's because we, he's a black guy, we don't access services for a myriad of reasons. So he says it's all the healthcare place's fault, and then he says it's our fault because we don't access it. So whose fault is it? 
it's theirs for not going to get medical treatment. And monkeypox isn't like other things. You get it, and then you go get treated. Everybody got that? These people were infected, and they don't want to get treated. That's what he's saying. We're distrusting of the health community. So whose fault is it? Them. But we get the blame, because if you read the title in just the first paragraph, you're going to get none of that until you get down to where, and so I just kind of consolidate it, and I put in where the fallacy is, which is right towards the end that nobody ever reads. Summit News. First dog infected with monkeypox after sharing bed with gay couple. But it's not just that it passed on. Okay, they checked the dog. I won't say any more, but believe me, this wasn't just a casual passing on of it. From Namely Liberty, Fauci says declaring monkeypox a PH emergency allows you to move money around more easily. That's the whole game here. They got a, a very small portion of the society that's got this. They're all doing something they shouldn't be doing. And instead, they're taking this public health money and they're just funneling it around wherever they want, using that as a pretext. Breitbart, Ron DeSantis, Florida served as America's West Berlin. Yes, I agree, during the pandemic. WGN, Western Europe's drought may be the worst in 500 years. That means they had a drought that bad within the past 500 years. Gateway Pundit, what's that? With all the cars back then. Oh yeah, with all the cars back then. Gateway Pundit, CBS Mornings blames climate change for increasing number of, anybody see this? Fat kids, yes. Fat kids, it's climate change's fault. I will tell you something. When I was in school, okay, I might have said this before. If you've heard it, I apologize for repeating myself. When I was in school from grade one to grade six, that's six grades of children. There were probably 650 kids in that elementary school. There was one kid. One, that you would consider overweight. And by today's standards, he was not overweight at all. I still remember his name to this day for the abuse that he took. One kid, okay? Now that's all you see. You see just roly-polies around there and they're blaming it on climate change. You know, the incidence of people getting overweight went up geometrically at the same time that the U.S. government came out with their standards for diets. That's when it happened. You follow the numbers in it. When they put in their recommended daily stuff and all that, that's when the numbers went up. Okay, because not everybody's the same. And they tried to just label everybody under one blanket, and that's what happened. And they destroyed this, the health of the society because of the U.S. government. Okay, um, Zero Hedge, it's over. CDC says people exposed to COVID no longer need to quarantine. What does that tell you? That tells you that it was never a problem. Because if you have COVID now, you have the same COVID that you had before, right? It was never a problem. Okay, from Georgia Star News, West Point cadets, COVID vax religious exemptions were denied en masse, given one day to respond. West Point Military Academy cadets were denied their religious accommodation request appeals to the military's COVID-19 vaccine mandate en masse a Wednesday ago, but were not informed until Friday afternoon when they were given 24 hours to respond. A developmental counseling form that was given to a cadet notes that the religious objector's RAR appeal was denied on Wednesday and that 
the date that Cadet received counseling regarding the vaccine mandate was Friday. The form says that the objector has until 4 p.m. on Saturday to make a plan to receive the vaccine. Failure to obey this order may result in punitive or adverse administrative action. So they're given one day on a weekend to make a decision. Continued refusal of the vaccine may result in your separation from the service, states the form, explaining that involuntary separation could result in an honorable discharge, a general under honorable conditions discharge, or an other than honorable discharge. If you receive either of the last two, you may be ineligible for many, if not all, veterans' benefits, and you may face difficulty in obtaining civilian employment. They're threatening these people that have dedicated their lives to the United States of America. This administration, every single one of them should be imprisoned. Every one of them. As employers may have a low regard for less than honorable discharges. Morality is declining, as we just saw. Here's some news on that. Zero Hedge. In Spain, 16-year-olds will soon be able to change their gender without parents' consent. Breitbart. Washington Post. Drag shows for children are squeaky clean, family-friendly. <laughs> Mail Online. Malaysia bans Marvel's Thor. Love and thunder from cinemas because of gay elements in the film. I loved Malaysia when I was there. They didn't tolerate nonsense, and they're still not tolerating nonsense. Breitbart, Joan of Arc cast as gender neutral with they, them pronouns at Shakespeare's Globe Theater. Can you imagine that? What a disgrace. Breitbart, you know, I've been trying my best to get banned from Twitter. I've been posting this stuff all day with really snide comments and it has not yet happened. I'll get there, but I, I, haven't, found, I haven't found the right button to push yet. I am not nice to these people on Twitter and I have not been banned, so... Keep, keep trying, Charlie. You'll get it, buddy. Breitbart, I appreciate you coming on Thursday night. That meant a lot to me. Thank you. It, it really did. I've been thinking about that all week. I'm talking to somebody that I'm related to back there. Breitbart, Florida prohibits Medicaid from covering transgender procedures. Good. Breitbart, Boston Children's Hospital touts gender-affirming hysterectomies for adolescents. Boston Children's Hospital is a bunch of mental minuscules. They're a bunch of mental minuscules, moral minuscules. They ought to close that place down and take every one of those people that's involved in that and put them in prison. Every one of them. Fox, CPS employee caught on camera telling 14-year-old girl, this is a Child Protective Services employee, telling a 14-year-old girl to become a prostitute. TPM. Teachers Union tells educators to ignore Florida law on not teaching gender identity in school. This is the Teachers Union telling them to disobey Florida statutes. Close them down and put them in prison. Fox News. Minneapolis Teachers Union agreement stipulates white teachers to be laid off first regardless of seniority. The agreement reached last spring exempts teachers from underrepresented populations from seniority-based layoffs. And guess what? Somebody found that unconstitutional. Shocking. Some other news from around the world. Zero Hedge. U.S. Postal Service implementing, and I say this with tongue-in-cheek, temporary price hikes for the holiday season. 
The consistently underfunded and mismanagement government-run service filed a notice of temporary price hike for this year's holiday season. That means permanent, folks. Mail online. Nevada, this is great. I just, this has nothing in the world to do with prophecy. It's just other news, but this is so funny. I would hold them to it. Once you got it in your hand, it's yours, baby. Nevada homebuyer unwittingly buys entire neighborhood of 84 homes instead of one after the administrator accidentally copied and pasted deeds worth millions onto her $600,000 receipt. A home buyer in Sparks, Nevada, discovered to their shock that their $594,481 purchase of a house also came with 84 more properties and two vacant lots. The $50 million mistake. Best day of my life. I found a penny this morning right over there by Hoshi Sushi. Best day of my life. Okay. The $50 million mistake was made by an administrative assistant in Las Vegas who erroneously handed over the whole neighborhood. Several of the lots handed over to the unsuspecting buyer had already been built on and sold, which complicates the situation legally. Yeah, think. Oops. <laughs> that is, I love it. I lo- I'd hold him to it, buddy. Okay, from Slay. Ex-New York Times reporter blows whistle. Check with Senator Schumer before we run it. The New York Times checks with Schumer before they run articles. Former New York Times reporter Barry Weiss, who is not a conservative, folks, has blown the whistle about the newspaper's behind-the-scenes ties to the Democrat Party. According to Weiss, the left-wing outlet would check with high-level Democrats before running potentially damaging stories. She has spoken out to reveal an internal battle at the paper over an opinion piece submitted by GOP Senator Tim Scott. Now, does anybody know who Tim Scott is? Yes. Does anybody know what color he is? Black. He's a black man. Tim Scott wrote an op-ed about a police reform bill he was working on. It's called the Justice Act. However, Weiss claims that the Times ran Scott's article by Chuck Schumer before publishing it. There was a discussion about the piece and whether we should run it or not. And one colleague, a more senior colleague, said to a more junior colleague who was pushing for the piece, do you think Republicans really care about minority rights? The guy writing the article is black. And he's he's a Republican. And the more junior colleague said, I think Tim Scott cares about minority rights because he's black. And then... Here's the pretty shocking part. The more senior colleague said, let's check with Senator Schumer before we run it. From Just the News, Texas GOP is declaring an invasion at the southern border. The Texas GOP. The Republican Party of Texas has declared an invasion at the southern border. Its chair, Matt Rinaldi, is calling on Governor Greg Abbott, a Republican, and on all Texas counties to do the same. I wouldn't be surprised... Abbott is going to win this, I'm sure. And if he does, I bet he will do it after the election. He may not, but I would bet he might if he's going to do it. He probably doesn't want to shake things up before the election, but I think he'll probably win. And when he wins, that would be my guess is what he's going to do. But the GOP is already ahead of him. From Zero Hedge, damning FBI report concludes Alec Baldwin pulled the trigger in rush shooting. 
The FBI had to do an investigation to find out if the gun in his hand that was pointed at a woman had his finger pull that trigger. Now, I have never seen in all of my life a gun fire itself, ever. And I was in the U.S. Air Force. He claims that Trump is taking years off. Yeah, Trump took years off of his life. Well, he took a lot of years off of her life, I'll tell you that. Okay, from the Business Insider, J.P. Morgan CEO Jamie Dimon told wealthy clients there's a chance the U.S. is heading into something worse than a recession. And he's no dummy. He, he's right there in the middle of it. Mail online, food study. I like this food study. I want you to know this food study, I like this food study. Food study that turns our understanding of snacking on its head. Chocolate ice cream is more nutritious than a granola bar. Yes. Bacon, yes. bacon is better than couscous and McDonald's pancakes are healthier than an omelet. Oh, I like that study. I like that study. From Fox News, China expert warns U.S. on edge of war, says Biden not preparing Americans for what is coming. Market Watch, Kissinger. He was old when I was a little kid. Kissinger says U.S. is heading aimlessly toward brink of war against Russia and China. And Biden's doing nothing. And he's a globalist. He's a globalist. Kissinger is a globalist. Yep. L.A. Times. Even a limited nuclear war. Now, I want you to think about the book of Revelation. Just think in your mind, Revelation chapter 8 while I'm reading this. Even a limited nuclear war could kill a third of world's population, study shows. As escalating tensions among the U.S., Russia, and China revive old fears of nuclear war, some researchers are warning that even a limited-scale exchange between such nations as India and Pakistan could have catastrophic consequences for global food supplies and trigger mass deaths worldwide. A nuclear conflict involving less than 3% of the world's stockpiles could kill a third of the world's population within two years according to a new international study led by scientists at Rutgers. A larger nuclear conflict between Russia and the U.S. could kill three-fourths of the world's population in the same time frame, according to the research. It's really a cautionary tale that any use of nuclear weapons could be a catastrophe for the world. The fine, Yeah, you think? The findings come at a time when, 30 years after the end of the Cold War, the threat of a nuclear holocaust may be greater now than it ever was. Recently, UK National Security Advisor Stephen Lovegrove argued that the breakdown in dialogue between nations, as well as the loss of safeguards that had been created between nuclear superpowers decades ago, had plunged the world into a dangerous new age. Although others have previously projected that nuclear war would result in tremendous disruption to the climate and food supplies, the recent study marks the first time that researchers have calculated the potential extent of famine that would result and how many people would die. And it matches exactly what Revelation says, a third of the population. Okay, who said it? With the monstrous weapons man already has, Humanity is in danger of being trapped in this world by its moral adolescence. Omar N. Bradley. And that was at a time when we didn't have a Joe Biden in the White House. You talk about a moral adolescent. Omar. Okay, I've got a lesser cure for you. Californians want people to think. 
and the concept is causing a stink. They don't want your waste, what may be in bad taste, even though it may flow near the sink. Okay, I got a bit of irony here for you, and we are done. Two of them. First one, Breitbart. Migrant farm workers cross back to Mexico for baby formula. Yeah, yep. Okay, we were talking about how good McDonald's was for you a minute ago. A little irony here from Fox News. Georgia murder suspect wanted by police calls 911 over cold McDonald's fries and gets arrested following the pursuit. That is not a smart human being there. Such is the world in which we live. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett, and that is your CG report for the week.